0: Welcome to episode five, and in this episode, you're listening to the final part of the four-part podcast series where Auggie Vice President Frank Mayfield interviews the legend Lynn Allen to catch up with her and to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Auggie World magazine where she graced the first edition cover 20 years ago. Now on to part four of the Augie interview with Lynn Allen. So the big question is this, where do Cadbin professionals go to explore relative topics that will help them grow their skills, advance their careers, and stay up to date with the latest industry news and market trends while keeping them in the know of the latest software updates? This podcast is the show that will give you those answers. Welcome to Augie World, the podcast brought to you by Augie Inc. Now let's get started.
1: So let's let's let me pivot here to instead of looking at the past, be a little bit more forward looking. Um, So do you see any new any new technology that may become a game changer for the industry in the next five to 10 years? Or maybe it's even it's a hyped technology that everybody's talking about, but it's not quite here yet. You have your ear to the the ground for that sort of thing?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of what I've done in the past was talk about like the future of design. And I like to talk about a lot of technology it's hard to tell what's going to grab a hold and what's not. I think most of, of it will grab a hold eventually. It's just a matter of when. And you know I, I talked a lot about generative design. I talked a lot about artificial intelligence, machine learning, but mm-hmm. I think just in general, um, you know our software just getting smarter and smarter, getting more artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and when you when you talk about that, even generative design, machine learning, people get really nervous. Like, like we're gonna start to lose our jobs, machines are gonna get so smart, our software's gonna get too sure. smart, we're not it's not gonna need us anymore, which is like the most ridiculous thing ever. There are certain things that we do every day in our, let's just take CAD that we do every day in our CAD lives that is boring and tedious. And what if the software was smart enough to watch what you did every day and go, you know, I could do that for you, Lynn. Something even as simple as every mm-hmm. time you dimension Lynn, I notice you like to dimension like this. How about if I just do that for you? Do you think I would say, oh no, I prefer to do all of my dimensions myself.
1: <laughs> you know, you're all about the picks and clicks, right? So no, I know what the answer no. is.
2: <laughs> I, I love doing that. because yeah. <laughs> so I would never say that. I would go, please. Right. <laughs> but you can see more and more software getting smarter and smarter. Yeah, some software sure. that does like auto routing. It followed what you did. It pays attention to what you're doing and it will do some auto routing for you. Right. You know, I'm not saying you shouldn't go back and check it. You might want to do a little look-see. Um, but you look at generative design, right? Where right. you have a situation where I have to come up with this, you know, this particular t- type of model. And these are the parameters And I have some ideas in my mind, but let's just throw it over the wall to the computer and see what what it comes up with. Now it's gonna come up with back with like hundreds of designs. That's time consuming for you, by the way, to look through all those designs. But And you may not even go with the final design that the computer comes up with, but you might come Mm -hmm. up with some great alternative ideas that you never thought about. And that's what I really do like about it. That little out of the box thinking, we tend to be kind of closed minded what we think about blah, blah, blah. But what if it even just opened the door to some better design? You know, these are Mm -hmm. the things I start to think about doing things other ways um, that a computer could maybe help us with, but the computer isn't going to pick which one of those designs you should use and, uh, you know, that's still going to be right. your job. So no one's going to take your job away, but computers are getting, you know, computers oh, yeah. are getting smarter, software is getting smarter, and I am totally all about that. So I think that you're going to see more and more of that.
1: Cool. All right. Um, moving on here. Good answer, by the way. Thanks. I was afraid it might be a little bit more hardball, but it was as usual softball for Lynn.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean I could come up I could think of all kinds of answers oh, to that question.
1: Um for those of us in the industry who are contemporaries to each other, right? Um we've all seen and done a lot throughout all these years. So my question is what would you say your biggest ac- accomplishment is in your career? What's your biggest accomplishment that you can look back on? Or maybe most important.
0: My
2: biggest accomplishment um, I feel that when I first got involved, so I'm going to, I'm going to pull out the the female woman card here <laughs> because okay. when I first started in the industry, I was like the only woman really, right. okay. one of the only women, at least in the industry, I started teaching AutoCAD and like every 10 classes, there'd be one woman it was my classes were all men, all men, all men. Mm -hmm. So, and they were shocked when they walked in and they saw a female teacher and I was really young too. So I had to totally prove myself. Thank God I knew what I was doing because I had to really, really prove myself. I had more than one guy walk in and asked me to go get him some coffee. Cause he was sure I was not the teacher. You know? I, I
1: remember those days. Yeah. yeah.
2: But, <laughs> you know, I have no ego. I was fine. I went and got him coffee <laughs> and then he was very upset when he found out I was a teacher, but you know, but yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I feel like I, um, you know, I feel like I tried really hard to be a role model over the, over the years for uh, example, for women and for girls. Mm-hmm. I did, I've done a lot of STEM mm-hmm. presentations and uh, just, you know, just holding my head high and saying you know i don't i don't feel like i was personally i don't really feel like i was held back as a woman mm-hmm. and i just never let it, never let it the thought cross my mind and i've really been treated very well in this industry and i um i like to try to set that example that Girls, women, they can do whatever they want to. Sure. And, you know, I, w- I was definitely in a, a male led industry. Now that's oh, yeah. changed a lot now. You know, there's still more men than women. We used to joke right at Autodesk University, it was like one of the only places where the line to the men's room is way <laughs> longer than the line to the women's room. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> but, but you see more and more women are getting involved
1: in, yeah.
2: in engineering, getting involved in CAD, getting involved in, you
1: know right, and today we don't see it as unusual. Uh, we're in when you started, I, I remember it those days, unusual. it was unusual, it was like, yeah, um, yeah,
2: but I don't feel like it held me back at all. I never even, I really honestly never processed it. Cool, yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's I like if that it. Answer. If
2: it did hold me back, I didn't, I was oblivious to it. <laughs> I
1: <just> was... <laughs> well, I as wouldn't said...
2: stand for it, I just just. Straightforward, pushed yeah, on you, through. You, you knew
1: what you were doing. You, yeah. you had the knowledge and you had a passion for it. And so I
0: did. Um, yeah, I did. That's,
1: that's great. So that was then. This is now. What continues to drive you now, Lynn?
2: What continues to drive me? Drive well, I still drive. think I can make a difference. Perfect. Perfect. And I I hope I still make a difference. We think you do. And I, you know, I love to see the smiles on users. I I like to believe that I can help drive change in software too, where I'm at in the company. Mm-hmm. I'm an executive in this company, and I feel like they listen to me. If something needs to change, I feel like I'm in a place where I can make that happen. Um, we, You know, I go out, I listen to the customers, and I, you know, I'm fortunate to work someplace where they do want to make changes. And, you know, it's a software product. You're like, oh, really? It's just a software product. But it's not just a software product. People that use our products use it like eight hours or more a day. It is an important yeah. product. <laughs> these, these, products are, <laughs> these products are these products dictate their lives. Yeah. These products need to be good. They need to be efficient. They need to be friendly. We don't want to, you know, we want our products to be something that our customers enjoy using because they have to use them all the time. Right. You know, it's not Makes like it's... It's not like a product where you just go bounce in and out of. If it's okay. if it's no bueno, it's no bueno.
1: <laughs> I I've been there, um, having used numerous software uh, design software products over the years. Uh, no, yeah. no bueno shows itself in a hurry.
2: One bad feature can just like take someone down all day. Oh yeah, and they're hitting their heads against the wall all day. What you, know, you ruin someone's day.
1: Yeah. Um. Yes, I I, I totally understand that. Um. Looking a little bit even more forward uh, than what drives you right now, um, this may come off sounding as a bit of an odd question, but we all face it at some time. So I'm curious, do you have an end game for yourself or mm-hmm. are you more like me and a lot of us that you feel you always will have that need to keep your toes dipped into the cad and vim waters in some way?
2: Or in a nice, warm, sunny beach water. With or a
1: nice a, one. That's, a drink
2: in my hand with an umbrella. That's
1: the question. Umbrella. <laughs> is, that's the question, really. Is that, is that the, the Lynn aim at some point?
2: <laughs> I mean, I love what I do.
1: Yeah. Everybody knows know I love what I do. Sure.
2: I think as long as it still sparks joy, I'm going to be involved. I would never turn my back on answering questions or helping oh. anybody that I could. That's for sure. That's for sure. You know, I still I still answer questions when I need to or Autodesk questions or I point people in the right direction, even though I don't even work for the company anymore for crying out loud. Right. And I can't you
1: do that with a drink in your hand on the beach?
2: Well, I would love to do it with a drink in my hand on the beach. But, you know, I as long as I'm still adding value. Yes, and uh, you know, I I can't emphasize it enough how much I enjoy my job. I mean, I really enjoy my job right now. I work with unbelievable people that are so much fun. I guess it was once the fun stops, we'll see. We'll see, and then Correct. you know, I'll be on my own. People can still email me.
1: Yeah, I'm friendly. <laughs> Absolutely, you are that. I'm um, friendly,
2: but you know, I we'll yeah. see. Okay, I don't know if I'm going to be around. For the next twentieth edition
0: uh, of see. Augie
2: World, doing we'll another article, I'll have to have a couple facelifts by then. <laughs> uh,
1: so, so we're we're uh, we are at the point of closing this out, though. Okay. And to do so, I thought it would be kind of fun to use the same final question that we posed to you back in 2002.
2: Don't expect Um, me to remember that. I do not. (laughs) Okay.
1: I've I've slightly (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, okay, just let me go, Frank. I can't even remember Um, who was
2: interviewing me. I'm pretty sure I don't remember the question. Nobody else knows
1: either, so don't worry about it. (laughs) Okay. Um, So the question then was, um, I've updated it just slightly uh, for today's technology. If you were limited to offering just one bit of advice to a brand new CAD or BIM user, what would that be?
2: So I'm assuming they're probably young.
1: Probably. Not necessarily, but probably.
2: But probably. Let's assume that they're like the the next generation. I'm going to go Sounds with that. Good. They're the next generation. So one of the things that I hear a lot from the next generation is, you know, they're dealing with like our generation. And we got a lot of people that are entrenched in what they've been doing and happy with what they've been doing. And a lot of. Uh, our generation doesn't like change, Um, or they think they know it all, or, you know, we know it all, we're wiser beyond our years, and so on and so forth. And sometimes it's a little frustrating because they, the the next generation, they have all these great ideas, and all these things they want to change, and all these things they want to do, and they just don't understand why, you know, us Um, baby boomers, or whatever, um, aren't just willing to just go, okay, yeah, let's do all those things. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Instead, instead it's not uncommon for them just to get shut down and it's Mm -hmm. very frustrating for them. So my advice would be embrace the wisdom of your elders, just say, oh my gosh, you guys are so wise and that's fabulous. And when you approach them with new technology or new ideas, mm-hmm. try to approach it in a way that would appeal to them, like the benefits, like if we bought this technology or we embrace this technology, or if you if you let me try this or whatever, this is gonna save us this amount of time. This is gonna save us this amount of money. This is gonna mean you don't have to do this boring thing you do all the time. Show, show ways it's gonna make other people's lives better. Okay. Because that's kind of what I do as an evangelist, right? I kind of, right. when I show people new technology, I basically, I put, try to put myself in their shoes and say, I'm going to make your life better with this technology. And if I can't do that, then I should not be selling that technology. And that's what you need to do when you want to walk into a new job and cha- make big changes. And you run into a wall. Get got to sell it. You got to put yourself, you know.
1: You the art your- of the sale.
2: Yeah, yeah, you need to figure out how to phrase it in a way that they're gonna want to embrace it while always acknowledging that they know best, I guess. Try not to get them to change too much at one time. Take it one step at a time. Try not to throw a whole bunch of software at them at one time or a whole lot of changes at one time. Baby steps. Also, if you throw too much at them at one time, they'll flip out Cool. for sure. Especially the longer they've been entrenched in a certain product. You gotta go just a little bit at a time,
1: right? Um, I recall, and
2: then then you would can probably, and then also once you once you you know maybe it's just one little product you try to bring on board, and then once they go, wow, this is great! I'm so glad you introduced this to us, and that was a good idea. Then start to introduce other products. They'll they'll believe in you, they'll trust you, and then eventually they'll go like, man, this guy's amazing, or woman, or gal,
1: right? (laughs)
2: Yeah, is amazing, and. Uh, they'll start to trust you more. You got to earn that trust first though. So start yeah, with something okay. little, build up.
1: Sounds like great advice to me. Um, and whatever it
2: is, whatever and, it is.
1: And different than what you gave as an answer 20 years ago. What
2: did I say 20 years well, ago? Well,
1: I'm not going to, that's a spoiler alert. And I'm going to invite all <laughs> our to readers go and and read the to go out, find that article, read it for yourself. and. Um,
2: I'm afraid to read it. I'm afraid of how much I said about that very embarrassing moment in my life.
1: Uh, not as much as you think. Which I you left still out all cannot the...
2: go back to. I think it was in Argentina, wasn't I it? I think
1: you said it was, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just a, a slight i direct... it from
2: my mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can never go back to Argentina.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it was. It was uh, a bit of hilarity. It was hysterical. And, uh, yeah, and it was. It was a good read. So um, everybody, go out and find that uh, that issue from 20 years ago. But Lynn, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for lending us your valuable time. time. Uh, I know the readers and viewers uh, will enjoy this interview, hopefully for years to come, just like they did with the one in 2002. So people go out and find that link. So with that, I'll, you've already said, maybe, maybe not, but what do you say we do it again in 20 years? In 20 20
2: years. years. I'm sure I will look just like this.
1: I have no doubt.
2: (laughs) Who knows what hair color I'll have in 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I think it'll be (laughs) great. I think I can answer that.
1: (laughs) Um, again, Lynn, thank you so much. From yeah, all of us sure. Here thank
2: you for taking your time too, Frank. You are a this great interviewer. Awesome. Oh. And I, you know what, in 20 years, I'm going to remember that you are the one who interviewed me. How's that for a deal? Sounds
1: good. I use my name up front. So, um,
2: Oh, well with- that helps too. I can yeah, look it up. What?
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support Augie and Augie Roll the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave us a rating and review. As always, you can head over to Augie.com to learn more about becoming an Augie member to join over 600,000 members worldwide as we connect and learn from each other. That's all for this episode. Until next time.